Next on BYU Sports Nation, two of the biggest, brightest stars and personalities in BYU sports join us in studio. One of them, the latest in a long line of dual sport athletes. Jamal Williams, BYU football feature running back and now taking his talents to the Robison track. How he expects the dual sport dynamic to pay off in the long run. Plus, West Coast Conference All-Freshman Team Center Eric Mika in studio. Two weeks before he leaves on a two-year mission trip. Exit interview. To Rome, Italy. Viva Italia! Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Now from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. B to the Y to the U, Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products on your radio and TV. What is up? Wednesday, April 30th, the last day of April. Get your home teaching done. I'm what? Spencer Linton, teamed up with Blues Clues stunt double, Jerem Jordan. Wherever and however you're dialed in, <laughs> great to have you If you, you were a man, us. I would punch you right in the mouth. <laughs> Oh, today marks the final day for one of the all-time great men at BYU, and a huge fan of BYU sports for that matter. Yeah. Cecil O. Samuelson ends his tenure as BYU president after 11 years. What a, what a tenure. He's yes. been awesome. This building was built under his watch. Bronco Mendenhall and Dave Rose, Independence. I mean, he's done a fantastic job. A well-deserved rise and shout to President Samuelson and... How about the man who steps in? Kevin J. Worthen becomes the new president as of tomorrow. Another big-time BYU sports fan. I guess I would treat that with uh, Vice President, tomorrow President Worthen, like I did with the bishop changeover in my ward on Sunday. Congratulations. Yeah, I... Uh, no, he's ready for it. I mean, he's fantastic. A uh, huge proponent of BYU athletics. He's worked with over BYU Broadcasting. Uh, he's aware of this show and knows what's going on, and so we're excited for President Worthen tomorrow. A basketball standout at the College of, of Eastern, Eastern Utah. Utah. Power forward, emphasis on power. In Price, Utah. But uh, really a, a great time, uh, a transition time for the university here. And, and first day of the first day of spring classes. Of spring classes, as Nate Austin tweeted out yeah. a moment ago. Cue the Price is Right loser horn. <laughs> bum, 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 bum. Did, did you wow. ever take spring classes? Yeah. Uh, spring or summer? I took summer classes a few times. Never took spring. I never did because I wanted to have fun. <laughs> the fall and the winter is for class. But there's like no one around. Exactly. I wasn't around. I didn't want to take them. Uh, join our conversation 24-7 using the hashtag BYUSN. Link up across BYU Sports Nation wherever, whenever, and get involved in today's Twitter topic. Okay, we talked about the Miami Beach Bowl yesterday. So what's more important when considering a bowl game? Location yes. or opponent? Yes. The combo is the ultimate. But if you... Only have one, which has been the case for BYU the last several years. What do you, what's more important? Weigh in using the hashtag BYUSN on the Twitter. Listen to BYU Sports Nation weekdays, New Eastern on BYU Radio, Sirius XM Channel 143. Watch the simulcast live on BYU TV and on BYUTV.org. Man, we had a loaded show yesterday with American Athletic Conference Commissioner Mike Oresco on BYU's tie into the inaugural Miami Beach Bowl. And then followed up with Going a wealth of enlightenment from ESPN College Football Insider Brett McMurphy. Uh, so so good, McAwesome. Jimmy, so good, so good, as Jimmy Fallon would say. Uh, <laughs> on BYU, okay, and, and he talked about BYU's place in the landscape of major college football. You can listen to both of those interviews right now on BYU TV's YouTube channel, 
BYUtv.org or at BYUsportsNation.com. There are there are a wealth of ways that you need you need to see this. It's just it's the state of BYU football according to the experts. Watch the show every day and you'll get stuff like this. Yes. We'll discuss where BYU fits in at length on tomorrow's show, but what about today? Rise and shout. Today! It's time for What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic one. Location, location, location. Opponent? And when you look realistically at the bowl games that BYU or Army or Navy, because they're in the same situation, could get into, yeah, I think this is one of the one of the better locations for them. It's a brand new bowl. You know, it's in a baseball stadium. It's a great location. ESPN College Football Insider Brett McMurphy joining us on BYU Sports Nation yesterday. He's the guy that broke the initial news that the Cougars would play in the Miami Beach Bowl. He believes it's a good get for BYU, and that's big because he's a guy that's absolutely tied in to the pulse of big-time college football. He gets it. He knows what's happening. He's around it. And is this a good fit for BYU? Yes, I think it is. I just for a number of reasons. Do you think it's a good fit for BYU? I do. I think uh, anytime you can be in a something new and exciting and on the forefront of college football, which a new bowl game hopefully is, and it's in Miami. This isn't Toledo, Ohio, or Boise, uh, Toledo, Ohio, uh, to, uh, Boise, Idaho. This is a prime spot. I mean, Miami is good. It's not a hotbed for college football per se, although the U would argue that. I'm talking about the real U, not Utah. But Miami's cool. I mean, that's cool. And then, so you're talking about location. Now, when you talk about opponent, I think that the conversation changes a little bit. But just pure location. Does BYU TV want to be in Miami doing a pregame show? Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Think about the average college football fan. If you hear Miami Beach Bowl, automatically. I think uh, football on the beach. It's a little bit better. Like it's like, at the oh, Super cool, Bowl or something. Cool. Uh, college football game in Miami. All right. I mean, on some level, what is what is the Super Bowl tried to do except for the last couple of years where they went to Dallas and uh, New York City? Good weather bowl game, right? Yes. It's nice to play a good weather bowl game. You talk about opponent. Throw in the potential for BYU to play one of the top two teams in the American Athletic Conference, depending on what BYU does with their season. That's the key thing that everybody needs to remember. This could shape up to be a potentially very entertaining contest with a good team played in a world-class stadium before Christmas with Miami traffic. There will be more people at this football game than have attended any Marlins game the whole year, probably. <laughs> right? At Marlins Park? Yes. It's football. Football dominates, it's especially in a, in a resort I'm town. I'm not a huge fan of uh, a game in a baseball stadium. It was kind of weird last year at the Fight Hunger Bowl. They're on the same sideline for some reason. Um, because they block out seats on the other side or whatever. I've been to a bowl game, the Seattle Bowl, back in the day, Georgia Tech and Stanford. It's just kind of odd. But in terms of just the city, it's good. I mean, Marlins Park, that's cool. It's a little different, you know. But how many times have you played a football game in Florida? Five times. Make it seven after this year. They'll play two this year, one in Orlando and now one in Miami. We spoke to the AAC Commissioner, Mike Oresco, yesterday. He confirmed that an opponent or even a seating has not been set for BYU in the Miami Beach Bowl. We potentially could have the champion in the Liberty Bowl, but other than that, we have pretty much wide scope. We have the ability to send a really good team to Miami Beach, and that's what our intention is. We want BYU to have a really good opponent. There is flexibility. If BYU is good, they will play a challenging football team, a good team. You hope that it's Cincinnati or Central Florida 
or will it be Central Florida? Like, will there be a repeat? That's the thing is, they, they want to avoid a rematch. So I don't anticipate that BYU will play the same team twice unless there's absolutely no way around it. So it's going to be Cincinnati, SMU, Connecticut, Rutgers, South Florida, well, Temple. Well, no, Rutgers isn't even Sorry, in it. The, yeah, not even Rutgers. Memphis, East Carolina, Tulane, or Tulsa. Yeah. Mm, that doesn't sound great to me. Compared... Compared to, to what, though? To, compared to playing like Washington, a nine and four team with NFL prospects, Austin Ferry and Jenkins, guys like that. That was that was uh, BYU didn't win that game. To to me, it's sexier to play a team from the Big Five, that's the fifth or sixth place team, than it is to play anyone almost from the American. Like if it's not the champ and they're not ranked, it's not super sexy to me. Cincinnati was a BCS team a couple of years ago. Like, they have That's a respectable you know program. Who, you know who else was? Connecticut. I don't care about a couple of years ago. I'm talking about this season. Since in, they since have a respectable program. They do. I, but I'd rather play Washington than Why? Cincinnati. Why? Because of a name? Because of a name? Program, uh, program prestige. Uh, nationally, uh, the game is more relevant if it's against the Big Five. If it's if it's a non Big Five matchup, it just doesn't. Land I'll give you that. I'll give nationally. you that. It's not. It's not Big Five. But I still feel like a Big team five. like Cincinnati, or because Central Florida won a BCS game last year, those teams are kind of like, oh yeah, they're legit. Oh, I would love they're, to play Central Florida if we didn't play them in the regular season because they have that. They just won a BCS game, but it's it's not. I would have loved to play Louisville had they stayed in the American, but the American's not the same without Louisville. Rutgers is going away. Um, so, to me, the opponent is more important than the location. What if SMU is 11-1 and one and ranked in the top 25? You're talking ranked. That's great. The, like, the likelihood seems like or even you're not Cincinnati. going to play a ranked team. It all depends on how BYU plays and this if, season. And if BYU is ranked, maybe you don't care. Yeah, they're, they're, they're the team you want to watch. Yeah. Just win. You don't care. And we're going to go back to Brett McMurphy who understands that the opponent that BYU will have in the inaugural Miami Beach Bowl depends on how the Cougars perform during the regular season. If BYU comes into this game at 6-6, six and six, then the American is you know, not as inclined to pair you up with one of their better teams in the league. However, if BYU comes in at 9-3, and 10-2, whatever, certainly they want to pair it, up, pair it up with a better team from the American. So it's almost as much on BYU as it is the American – on who their opponent will be. They want a great matchup. If BYU's 10-2, they're ranked. They're ranked going into a bowl game in Miami. Okay? How is that not a good thing? If you're ranked and going to a brand new bowl game Of course, if you're Miami. ranked, it's good. The, t- the chances that BYU pl- is unranked and plays an unranked team, that's the most likely scenario. But if BYU is ranked going into the game, I don't even really care who they play at that point because I just want BYU to win that game and finish on a strong note. I'm not going to pretend like I don't want BYU to play a big-name opponent. Oh, I want because, BYU to be in the college I football do. playoff. I, I just do. think it's so hard. There is a minuscule outside chance. I mean, everything has to go perfectly for something like that to happen. And it's not to say that BYU couldn't end up in a bigger bowl game if other cards fall a certain way. Like, there are always Wait, exemptions. There's, there's always going to be things that are like flip-flopping around at the end. That's, that's what happens in college football. Are you talking about this season? I'm talking about this season. There are mm. always... We don't know that no, there's ex- exceptions. But there are... Exemptions. There have been, historically, always been different places for teams to go if they have a great season. There, there just is. Especially with the BCS dissolving. What's going to happen? 
There's speculation. We don't I, know. I don't. Th- I'd be surprised if there were exemptions built into this, given the fact of how tightly wound the bowl games are right now in conference affiliation. Like BYU's tying this up. How many months in advance? Eight. Less, almost eight months. Likely in they're going to Miami. Yes. Yeah, it's it's probably Miami. But who knows? I'm not. I'm it's, not. I'm not going to be Miami. Guarantee anything. Sure. That is the one guarantee they have. They will go to that bowl game. It all starts with an American opponent. On Countdown 29th. to Connecticut. One twenty-one. You can guarantee that. Four months. That is a guarantee. Start and end it with a victory against the American. BYU volleyball is in Chicago. Oh, by the way. Ready for the final four. right now on Gentile Arena's court. What's more important when considering a bowl game, location or opponent? Opponent. At Laser Sheep, says primarily it's the location, but the opponent can boost the importance. Yeah. All right, there's our first opinion. Coming up next, we welcome in one of the BYU rising stars. He's headed out on a mission in two weeks. This is BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio and BYU TV. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B at BYU Broadcasting. Follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. It airs weekdays, noon Eastern, 10 a.m. Mountain on Sirius XM Channel 143, BYURadio.org, the BYU Radio iOS app, simulcast on BYU TV. You can do that memorized now. I can. Very nice. I do that, yep. Hey, tonight on, <laughs> yep. Tonight on BYU Radio, the softball team plays at Weber State live at 6 Eastern time. Listen to it on BYU Radio. They've split two games this year. This is the rubber match. With Weber State? Yeah, they lost one of the first games of the year against Weber State. Hey, no disrespect to Damian Lillard, but let's go, man. They, but they, they got it done at uh, Gail Miller Field in Provo just a few weeks ago. Protect this house. Protect this house. <laughs> Our Twitter question today is, when you think when you're considering a bowl game, is location or opponent more important? Use the hashtag BYUSN to say. I know of off. a guy really passionate about this topic. What's his name? I believe it's pronounced Eric Micah. <laughs> Mi- Micah. It's Micah. Micah. Uh, <laughs> nice. Eric Mika just finished up a productive freshman campaign say for that. the BYU basketball team. Yeah, it was it was great. You know, I'm I'm Did you quanti- think you were productive? I don't know. I was alright. You don't know. <laughs> But first and foremost, let's, let's talk about your outfit, Eric. Okay. <laughs> let's, let's, let's get this out of the way. Okay. This Representing Patrick from Patrick SpongeBob Star. on your T-shirt. That's quality. Thank you. Did you wear that specifically for us? Like, did you like, I'm going to wear this T-shirt. Well, they were, um, you know, like I said, there were limited options. I have so many clothes I have left in my room. but You're packing up for your mission. Yeah. But I like I like this one a lot. So. <laughs> I'm not sure we have the rights to this, so in post we may have to blur that out. After. You may have created a post production. That'd be kind of funny. Us. People might think it's something worse than it actually is. <laughs> Patrick from SpongeBob. Okay, and then the shoes. You're also dealing with limited yeah. shoes. The host Choy Rivera yes. line. They're ne- neon green. Yeah, sort of. well, neon yellow. But oh, okay. I never really get to wear these. I never wore them in a game, so I'm just taking advantage while I can. It's beach day with Eric Mika on BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> Freshman for BYU basketball, leaving on a two-year mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints to Rome, Italy, two weeks from today. How much Italian do you know at this point? Spit it out. Um, zero. <laughs> zero? I, nothing? I, really don't, I don't know anything just because, you know, I thought when I got my call I could, you know, look at it a little bit, study it, so I wasn't completely lost. But I've just been so buried with stuff I haven't had time, so I know... Yeah, not pretty much nothing. You know anything, like hello I know, or anything? 
No, I know, I know. Basketball is uh, polycanestro. That, nice. That's so, what you need to know. Someone baby. told me that, and so that's the first word you should know. Yeah, that's that's what I thought. <laughs> thought was appropriate. Matt Carlino, in theory, could have taught you some Italian before he transferred, right? Yeah, Matthew His Mario Carlino. Mario. Mario. I know. Yeah, Matthew Mario I think Carlino. That's sweet. Yeah, it's money middle name. Eric Mika's on BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> Two weeks from today, mm-hmm. you leave. Has that set in that you're going to be gone? No, I don't think it will till probably. It's about in, the middle I'm of just, the MTC. I'll yeah, just tell you. I'm in the MTC, oh just gosh. like crying. What am I doing? Crying in my bunk bed. That's too small for me. You. <laughs> that's, that's, what, that's how everyone's told me, anyways. Is that's when it'll hit me when I'm just like, what am I doing here? But dude, the moment for me in Sao Paulo, Brazil, was a month in, and it's in the middle of the night on the top of my bunk bed, literally. Yeah. But it fit me just fine, and I was like. Oh my gosh, where am I and how long am I going to be here? It was totally awesome, but there's this moment of, oh, okay, this, yeah. is, this, this is real. real. Two-year sleepover. Yeah, the first moment for me Two was in, was in South Korea. We're, we're on the subway. You went to South Korea. I did. Yikes. We're introducing ourselves to people, and I go through my whole introductory spiel, and the guy says something back to me, and I was like, that is not the language they taught us. <laughs> that, is, that is not it. What the heck is happening? Uh, but yeah, no, we're really excited for you. Leave for Rome, Italy in two weeks. How many times have you said when in Rome since receiving um, your mission call? None. <laughs> <laughs> it's and delightful. Do continue. When and in I don't Rome. plan on it. No offense. Okay. okay. No, good. Good. <laughs> okay. Your, your girlfriend yes. got her mission call as well yes. to the same mission. Yep. <laughs> what, what is that all what about? What the heck, man? <laughs> That's amazing. Do you, do, you, do you know people in Salt Lake? Like what happened? No, I don't know anybody. Um, it came from the big man upstairs, yes, so it did. I can't do much about it, but um, I couldn't believe it. I still can't believe it, and I think it's the same kind of thing as um, just getting out there. I don't think anyone's going to believe it till you know, if we do see each other maybe once or twice, um, like, we won't believe Bill it. Hugs, man. We won't believe it till then, yeah, till our handshake. Can you write each Good other? Day. Can you write each other? Um, Probably not. I've heard, Ooh, yeah, you can't, you can't email um, but you can send letters, missionaries. Yeah, but you can you can send letters and unlike zone. you, dude, you can't you can't email or write the sister missionaries what? in what? your mission. What? Oh, what? like I did that? <laughs> Come on! Just kidding. In Brazil, you can send uh, a letter anywhere for one cent. By the way, in the whole country. <laughs> wow, <laughs> it's pretty awesome. So I had friends in Brazil. I'd just send them wherever. Eric Mika is with us on BYU Sports Nation. Headed out on a mission to Rome, Italy, in two weeks from today. You have several return missionary teammates, Tyler Hawes, Kyle Collinsworth. Guys that got back in great shape. Yeah, what kind of things do they talk to you about as, as you head out? What, what bits of advice do they give to you uh, in terms of the mentality you need to have going out and then, and then coming back? Um, you know, they, they've all told me a lot and so much that it's hard to even think about one specific thing. But um, I guess maybe just talking to Kyle one time, um, he just said how sometimes – before his mission, kind of, you know, he was in pretty much the same exact spot as me. Um, he always thought about, you know, guys like Jackson, um, who had already gone on mission and come home. And he's like, gosh, I wish I could, you know, be like them, you know, just be home from my mission, be playing basketball. Yeah. And then he said, um, you know, it completely changed once he got out there, uh, that he was, he was so happy to be out there and just kind of take advantage of the time that he got to be doing what he felt he was supposed to be doing so just kind of i guess live it up while i'm out there so yeah it's, it's you you may play in the nba one day but you'll never have an experience like this i promise exactly. you it's fantastic tyler Hawes went to the philippines kyle collinsworth went to russia i mean you go all over the place italy fantastic we got a tweet uh someone out max Merritt once asked you this question he says 
What are you most worried about losing as far as basketball skills? Um, I don't know because I can't really shoot that well right now. So <laughs> I feel like that's the biggest. You thing might get I better. Yeah, playing yeah, half court. Honestly, um, no, I'm I'm okay at shooting. I'm not gonna totally diss myself on that. But I think um, I don't know. I I think the biggest thing is just conditioning. You know, I um, you know, your touch and your feel kind of goes away. But I think that's something that. You know, um, you might sit out for a couple of weeks. I've been, I haven't touched a basketball in a while, but I think as soon as you touch it, you kind of get that feel back. You're not going to get better not touching basketball, but I don't think uh, I'll necessarily get a lot worse. But, you know, conditioning, it's hard to be in as good a shape as I was all season. So that'll be tough. Yeah. But, um, you know, BYU's worked with that. So once I get home, I'll be able to get back in shape. Do you expect to get jabbed in the eyes by anyone on your mission? <laughs> um, will the, and will the <laughs> goggles come Will out? the goggles travel? <laughs> The goggles won't travel, oh. but I do still have uh, both pairs of goggles. They were in my <laughs> one of my boxes that I put away to keep forever. Um, I don't think I'll get jabbed in the eye, but if I do, I'll I'll be prepared. You know, <laughs> I know I, I've been through it before. The bionic eyes will recover. Oh gosh, was Come back as a Robocop. Terrible. <laughs> Eric Meek on BYU Sports Nation with us, talking about his mission to Italy. Let's talk about your basketball team and uh, specifically your coach Dave Rose. What kind of advice did you get from him as uh, you begin this new adventure in your life? Um, he kind of gave me the same advice um, that I just said Kyle did was, um, you know, obviously they're bummed to see me go. They um, they never want to let a guy go, but um, they were, they're all really excited and they're um, supportive of me leaving. They know, and like Kyle said, they know this is, you know, where I'm supposed to be because I know it's where, it's, where I'm supposed to be, so... Um, he was just excited and very supportive, so it was good. Eric Mika is on BYU Sports Nation. It's fun that the uh, Lone Peak Three are in Europe. Yeah. Nick, uh, Nick Emery in Germany. We're all T- pretty close, too. Yeah. TJ Haas in France, and then you'll be in Italy. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Do you plan on uh, communicating with those guys and, like, meeting in Belgium or something yeah. at the end? <laughs> I wish. Uh, if there was, like, a super mission conference. We're, we're all pretty – I mean, me and TJ are the closest. Uh, we looked on a map. I don't know how clo- – it's, like, this far on the map. but <laughs> That was a it's joke. Like eight, it's, like, eight, eight miles or something. But, yeah, it's really uh, close. No, it, it is actually pretty close, especially if I was on um, Sicily or one of the islands of Italy. I'd be really close. But, um, you know, we'll still be riding throughout um, – I've written Nick a little bit, and I haven't written TJ. Written TJ. I'm going to write him soon, but I'm going to see him in the MTC, so it'll be cool to keep in touch with them. Do you not play pickup in the MTC, or or will you play a little bit? Um, I don't know. I think I think I'll stick to four square, to be honest. Four square at the <laughs> yeah. Missionary little, Training Center is little, off the chain. I, that's what I've heard, and I want to dominate it. <laughs> so anyone out there listening that plans on the Tree of Life's also playing four awesome. square, what's the Tree of Life? You'll learn. <laughs> okay. We'll chat we'll after. Move on. Move I wasn't on. even in the Provo MTC. Yes. I just heard about it. Eric Mika with us on <laughs> BYU Sports Nation. Uh, let's, let's talk about your basketball season. You went through a full year uh, at the Division One level, coming off a national championship run with Lone Peak High School. What did you learn most about yourself and the game of basketball in this first year? Um, well, basketball, I mean, College, you you learn right from the first day of practice is everyone's bigger, faster, stronger in college, and, and you just kind of have to deal with it. You can't, you know, get massive in one year and just 
kind of dominate like how easy it was to dominate in high school being 6'10". Um, and so you have to kind of adjust and find ways to get around that. And um, about myself, I don't know. I think, you know, I'm I'm happy with my year. It was, it was pretty good, but I think it gets me excited for the future knowing that, I mean, I don't know what I got, like 12 and six and a half or something. And I just feel like I could, I, I can do so much more than I even did this year. So instead of being kind of upset about that, I'm just excited for the future. Yeah, 11.8 and 6.4 points and rebounds. Yeah, before the season, you were compared to McKelly Wesley. That's what Dave Rose wanted you to be. And you put up similar numbers. The thing that stuck out to me, though, is our stat of the day. Yeah. It's the BYU that Sports music. Nation stat of the day. 93. Eric Mika's 93 offensive rebounds. The most in BYU single season history. Not for freshmen, for everybody. Did you know that? You had the most of I, anybody ever? I heard that, yeah. That's pretty good. I Congratulations, heard, I, Derek. I, I heard that. That's <laughs> Thank really cool. You. <laughs> 93. Why were you such an effective offensive rebounder this year? I don't know because I would have thought for sure Kyle and Nate both got more than me because I felt like Nobody even paid attention to them. I was just getting hammered, and then they would. They <laughs> I'm would, the one getting would, blocked they out. They would fly in and steal all my rebounds that I worked so hard for, and then <laughs> their guy would come off and and get me in the face, and then they'd get the rebound. So I thought for sure that, that they got a would, five foot nine point guard. Yeah, I thought for sure they would beat me. I think they were both. I mean, pretty. They were close, top seven in BYU history yeah. as well. They, and you guys were the greatest offensive rebounding team in in BYU yeah. history. It was fun and. I mean that's that's just kind of how I always always played in high school. Quincy kind of just instilled it into me um, to just go every time, and if I didn't, I'd get yelled at. So I kind of just always went. Eric Mika on BYU Sports Nation Freshman Center. He was an All West Coast Conference performer on the freshman team. The 2016 prospectus. We bringing in Nick Emery and and uh, T.J. Haas, and of course you reuniting the the Lone Peak Trio. What? What kind of expectation do you have for that team in 2016? Um, well, we, we've thought about this a lot, and we've talked about it a lot. Um, me and TJ, especially while, while Nick has been gone, and then every time you know, uh, Nick and I email, we, it comes up, obviously, just how excited we are to get back. But you know, I, I honestly think um, you know, we did it in high school against you know, the top competition. I don't see why we can't do it in college, you know. Um, these kids that we played in high school to get to be the number one team in the nation um, are the same kids we play now, the same kids that got to the Final Four and even the championship, um, some guys on Kentucky. So, like the Harrison Twins? Like the Harrison Twins and yeah. Dakari Johnson and Casey Hill on Florida. Um, there were so many guys that were, on, that were on top teams that we beat or competed with, and then just with a little bit more talent that BYU is going to bring in for us, I think – 